Good morning, Compass, or whoever's listening. You're all welcome. Megan here on our first episode of Compass Morning Med. You know, as we talked about what to do in response to this global pandemic, something none of us have ever been through before, we had lots of ideas. Anything from a full-on live stream discussion on Saturday mornings to doing some discussions virtually to really trying to think of what you as the church would find most useful. And this is one of the places we landed. We realized as volunteer leaders, our bandwidth could only go so far, and we wanted to support you in the best way we think we could, when the only means of communication right now is mostly the internet. So here we are. Instead of putting all our efforts into an online service once a week, we decided to get something to you every day but Sunday. We figured some of you are stuck at home. We aren't able to meet in groups like we normally would. Social distancing is keeping most of us isolated in some way. We hope this will be a way to keep you grounded. This podcast is on our regular podcast feed, but we will be posting these Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Our music team will have a recording for you on Tuesday and Thursday, and my dad, Greg, will have an update video for you Sabbath mornings. The best way to make sure that you get this in your inbox every day is to go to our website, compassnwa.org, or just Google compassnwa and right front and center there's a way for you to subscribe to our newsletter if you haven't already please 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 go and do it it will take 30 seconds and this could be our best way to stay in touch with you over the next six to eight weeks definitely worth your time don't worry um you won't have to hear this preamble every time but i wanted to let you know what was going on i'm also not the only person you'll hear from our other teachers are contributing as well and have been working hard behind the scenes. You know, over the last few weeks, this quote keeps popping into my mind. Adversity does not build character. It reveals it. I googled it and a guy named James Lane Allen said that. But we're left with a lot of uncertainty as this virus has ravaged all of our best laid plans. I'm still in the process of trying to postpone some international travel plans I had Um, church is canceled and needing to be remade, restaurants are closed, and so many people are out of work. Our 401ks are down by a third. What's that phrase? Man plans and God laughs. And at moments when I'm impatient and I say the wrong thing, or I'm anxious and fearful, my thoughts just don't seem to make sense. It's in these moments where this quote just kept popping into my head. Adversity does not build character, it reveals it. This isn't just me under stress. This is actually me. But another verse keeps popping into my head. It's from Paul in his letter to the Romans. And it says, We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. As I lift my gaze from looking down at all that's being revealed in myself through all this uncertainty, I see him. I've been wondering how it will be that I can develop my character amidst all the uncertainty. 
And the dawning realization is that I won't be doing any developing at all. I can do but one thing. I can train my spiraling thoughts to look up, to turn towards, to be drawn in. So just take a moment and think about what might have been revealed about you and your character over the last week or two. Maybe it was as small as just feeling really annoyed that your favorite restaurants are closed. Maybe the general overall anxiety has you snapping at your children or impatient with your coworkers or your spouse or your roommate. Frustrated at spring break plans having to be canceled. A genuine fear that you or a loved one might become infected with COVID-19. Maybe your source of income is on the line or non-existent and you found that your trust in him had more borders than you thought. Maybe you've been worried about something else entirely. As we begin to close, I invite you to take a moment and pray with me. Just pause wherever you are and take a deep breath. Breathe. Slow your breathing down. Come out of your head and back into your body. If you're standing, feel the ground under your feet. If you're sitting, or maybe you're driving, feel the chair or the seat underneath you as it's holding you up. And as you breathe in, become aware of the love of God all around you, being poured into you through the Holy Spirit. As you breathe out, release any fear, anxiety, stress, or whatever else you might be worried about. Imagine them leaving your body with each breath out. And as you breathe in, take in the gifts of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, out, worry, fear, anxiety. In, love, joy, and peace. Draw your mind to the things you saw in yourself under pressure this week. Don't excuse it or minimize it or shame yourself over it. Just hold it in your mind's eye. Whatever had you most worried or anxious or fearful. And using your imagination, set it before Jesus. And in your mind, See Jesus looking at you at your worst. Notice that it's you who was surprised, not him. His gaze is unchanging and you find him looking at you in love, his eyes warm and full of hope. In prayer, turn it all completely over to him. Let it go and breathe in the peace of Jesus. Before you head out into your day, I want to pray a blessing over you, a prayer that Paul prayed in his letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, starting in verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, 
and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels everything in every way.